On today's podcast, I want to share a little bit about my roller skating unit and what that looks like in my program. Welcome to the PE Express podcast. Two to three times a week, a PE expert will share a tip, activity idea, or teaching strategy to help you become a better PE professional. Today's host is a passionate elementary physical education teacher, leader, and national presenter. He is also the 2019 Illinois Apert Elementary Teacher of the Year and the 2021 Midwest District Elementary Teacher of the Year, Mike Graham. Roller skating is one of those units that my students look forward to every year. It doesn't matter if it's the first week of school, I'll have kids coming up to me asking me, Mr. Graham, when are we going to roller skate? And typically we do that at the end of January, so you, you know the enthusiasm is really high when they're asking for it. You know, they want to know when it's going to take place at the beginning of the school year. And I really like that unit because it's a break from more of my traditional teaching units. And it's an opportunity for me to invite parents into the gym, which, to be honest, really gives many of them a perspective that may be very different from their own childhood PE experiences. Now, in order to make this unit a success, there's obviously some things that I do ahead of time. And one of them being uh, collecting the money, uh, the second one being getting all of the skate sizes recorded, and then organizing some parent volunteers. Those three things are, are really important to, to have a successful unit. Uh, the money is the easy part, really, because I, I set it up with my school secretary so that the fee is collected during school registration, so that when parents are signing up their student for school, the, uh, the activity fee is just included automatically. So I don't have to handle any money personally, which is, which is really nice. Um, I also collect all the students' shoe sizes. Uh, I have a spreadsheet with you know, individual classes all tabbed down at the bottom so that I can just enter the size next to each student's name. Um, that information is all sent to the skate rental company uh, a few weeks before we start so that they can pull all the appropriate number of skates and get all the number uh, the correct sizes and everything to accommodate all the students and then finally I just make a, a simple Google form that I send out to parents asking for volunteers you know I like to use parent volunteers for grades kindergarten through three um, you know I will never turn away willing volunteers just because you know inevitably people are gonna forget something's gonna come up their kids gonna be sick they can't make it so you know, having extra adults on hand really makes getting the skates and the safety gear on the kids a, a lot quicker, which ultimately lets the kids skate more. Um, as far as the content goes, you know, the things that I teach, um, I, I use traditional quad skates, you know, with the four wheels for my kindergartners and my first graders. You know, starting in second grade is when I switch to inline skates um, or the roller blade type. Uh, the reason for this is that you know the balance is a little different between the two, so they kind of get uh, you know they get a, a feel for both, and you know as the students' feet start to get bigger, um, you know for example quad skates they're all Velcro, they're all fastened with Velcro up to a size two, which which fits just about all my K one students, you know. But starting in second grade, you'll start to get some of those kids who wear a size three, which you know is is the is really the smallest size for lace up skates. Once they once they reach uh, once they reach um, once they reach a size three, it's all it's laces, and you know it's hard enough to get kids to tie their shoes, let alone to tie these you know roller skates, um, because they have those hooks at the top where you've got to cross the 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 laces, hook the eyelets, and then pull it tight, and <laughs> and so that can be kind of tricky, and it could slow down the process. 
Um, so I like to transition to inlines uh, where, because most of them just have two buckles and they're just a lot easier. So I found that second grade is usually the grade level that's easiest to make that switch. Um, I teach the kids how to select their proper size skate, how to secure them. Uh, if my younger, excuse me, if my younger students can't get them tight enough, they just they still need to put them on their feet by themselves before an adult can help them. You know, they also need to know how to put on their helmet and put on their wrist guards. Um, you know, and then obviously the adults, the parents, and that will come by and, and, and make some adjustments and tighten them if they need to be tightened. The next thing we practice is really how to get up from that seated position. That's called a recovery stand-up. Once they fall down, how do they get back to their feet? And we practice that several times. We get the students to learn that T position to kind of balance themselves in their standing position. Uh, we practice picking up our feet, marching with the skates to kind of get used to the extra weight on our feet. Uh, soon we have the students, the students uh, traveling around the gym in a big circle. They start to transfer weight from skate to skate. They begin to glide a little bit. Um, you know, I encourage all the kids to travel in the big circle, but for some of my skaters, uh, they find it more comfortable to stay in the middle area. I have a large, um, a large area in the center that's the floor is covered with like those interlocking foam mats. So that slower surface really allows them to walk with a lot greater balance. They can walk around, get the hang of their balance. And then um, I also have some gliders that I made out of PVC pipe that have got some some uh, wheels on the bottom. And you know I've I found that for students that really may struggle, that glider helps them to stay up longer. It gives them something to hold on to. And it just helps keep their confidence level up because, you know, most of the students on the gliders are now able to join the rest of the class in the big circle. And, you know, when they start to experience that success, they're feeling good about themselves. Um, and typically, you know, as their abilities progress, we work on a lot of other things too, stopping under control, you know, stopping without falling, without catching yourself on anything or anyone, uh, skating in opposite directions so that the turning is a little bit different. We do get into a little bit of backwards skating as well. Uh, our final week of skating is really cool because we, we set up an obstacle course for the kids to go through. There's things they can go under, go around, in between, things that they can go through. Um, you know, so and, it, and it's a challenge by choice format, which you know, allows the kids to choose which obstacles if they want, that they want to do, if any. They don't have to do them if they don't want to. Um, but it really is awesome to watch the kids progress from day one to the end of the third week. You know, parents usually comment on the progress that they see in the kids and how their confidence grows throughout the unit. Now, skating is obviously a, a lifetime skill. A person can enjoy it as an adult. Um, many of the parents that come to vo volunteer also come and skate with the kids too. Um, you know, we typically celebrate the culmination of our skating unit with a, a PTO-sponsored family skate night at our local roller skating rink. It's just been a great way to celebrate what they've learned in class and apply it to uh, you know, an outside the school setting. So if you'd like more information about my roller skating unit or anything you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment or find my contact information in the show notes below. And that wraps up today's session of the PE Express podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, let Mike know on Twitter. He can be reached at PE for every kid. Subscribe to the PE Express podcast for more tips, activity ideas, and teaching strategies to help you become a better PE professional. We'll see you soon right here on the PE Express podcast, powered by Gopher, your resource for all things physical education.